Back to the kitchen, woman. My friends aren't normies. What if it was a sexy ambush? I think that terrorism is one of the most interesting things. If you're gonna have hellhounds, you're gonna have sexual assault. The most powerful resource is spirit energy. I want to be gay in the game and have a gay romance. Uh, that's a hard red on lizard dick. You could also just say, like, human women, because we want monster girls. Hey there, everybody! Welcome to Little Wars. I'm your host, Mongoose Kikimura. With me on my right, uh, maybe, is, uh, John, and with me on my, uh, other right is, uh, Jack. Yo, buddy's still alive. I try to be. I like that I've moved up to your first right out of the two rights. I'm slowly, uh, slowly taking power in this podcast. Just coincidentally, <laughs> in the software we're using, you just your name happens to be above mine. That's what just happened to be where it looked. That's, that's alphabetical order, mongoose. Yeah. Well, you can thank the <laughs> alphabet. Not yes, anything else. There is oof no oof. other significance here. <laughs> Ouch. Damn. Speaking of thanking, uh, that's uh, thanks to my uh, boss for the uh, new song we're taking for a test drive. Uh, he came over and pounded on my front door, handed me an old scratched up CD in a Ziploc bag <laughs> and said, here, you got to play this on your little Internet show thing. Credit me as Willie Make It. And apparently, okay, so I looked it up. Willie Make It is an old book or old uh, joke from a, a 1950s joke book. Well, my and I asked my boss where he got that that stage name. He said, "Oh, a friend of mine came up with it back in the 80s." And he said it out loud and I thought it was so good and I asked him, "Do I have permission to use that as my band name?" And the guy told him, "Yes." Without admitting that it was a joke from an old joke book. So my boss thinks that he has this original name, Willie Make It. Uh, and the original, the original joke was like, it's a new book coming out from author Willie Make It with illustrations by Betty Don't. This is esoteric boomer posting. Yes, yes. So that's uh, where the, the song came from. To get even from. more esoteric, the song's metadata on the CD indicated <laughs> that it was, uh, what was it, a um, Korean it was the, pop single? It was the Go-Go Boys, which is like some Korean pop star group. Uh, it's got a picture from some Korean pop star group called the Go-Go Boys. And it was I Want You was the name of the song, uh, remixed. I Want You remixed. And I told him this, and he accused me of corporate espionage, effectively. Are you sure he wasn't just fucking with you? No, he was He was dead serious. He was, like, accusing me of trying to, uh, trying to sabotage his, like, one final break that was going to make him famous by coming on our internet show and doing the intro. So so it's pretty obvious what happened here. A Korean boy band stole his music and actually became popular in Korea off of as, his off As of his the Go-Go Boys, which, by the way, I looked it up, and Go-Go Boys is a term for male strippers. 
This is truly esoteric. <laughs> this is so esoteric. Yeah. This. I'm just imagining this is like a Shadowrun plot point of like some old <laughs> crazy man hands you a CD disc in a in a Ziploc bag and is like, "This contains the answers to everything. Quick, get it out of here." <laughs> I might. I might use this. What yes. would I do with that though? In game. Yeah. Like, right. Where does that lead me? And 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 what if I get a CD and it's got a metadata for the go-go boys is he answered everything i'm like what you got to go to korea and interview them obviously and then find out how they were involved in in some like crazy heist that involved your boss back in the 90s or 80s or whatever (laughs) Mm. i have no idea but it was the weirdest thing so so that's where the song came from um I also wanted to thank the people who responded with uh, their consent in gaming forms. Uh, we got uh, we got somebody who filled out one, and everything was right except for Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So approving of the we, Jedi way this is. We have such a good audience. Mm, best Thanks. audience Thanks. Little Wars has. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh yeah, I need superior to all other audiences. Uh, the Indian scam commenters are. Yeah okay. <laughs> uh, and then last last bit of last bit of business. Uh, I just want to say for the record that I was right. About what? I was right. I was right. I was right. I said that uh the the all this consent in gaming stuff was uh, BDSM related, and I was told no, it's just HR policy. By oh, who? it's just HR. You, you and me? Mongoose were telling me that it was HR speak. All of this uh this consent in gaming that we read last week, it's just it's just HR policy. John, you're being uh you're being paranoid. It's not like it's weird sex fetish stuff. I don't think anybody said that and uh, if anyone wants to go back in time and listen to that yeah that sounds like a HR policy speak for one this this very much reads like an HR policy no this is an HR policy for a sex dungeon <laughs> uh, it, this is a corporate HR policy a- HR was always going to end up this way this is an RPG uh, HR policy, absolutely. On our blog, littlewars.home.blog. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, where they're probably listening to this right now. Probably. probably. Uh, that's that's about a half of our audience. We do post uh, articles there occasionally. I posted a big, long effort post about how D20 is cringe and lame. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, actually. I, I'm still making my way, uh, making my way downtown. Faces past, and I'm homebound. Um, but no, it's a pretty good article. I'm, uh, I'll finish that in here in a little bit. Uh, I saw that you rustled some, uh, rustled some jimmies with it, though. I don't think I did. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I super Lutheran was like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. Now that seemed <laughs> to be the. I mean, I'm gonna go get him the com- contents. <laughs> I'm gonna go check the comments on my blog post. Riveting content right here. No, we're not. We're not doing that. But what I want to talk about is uh, one of the two uh, people who wrote that consent in gaming PDF that we were tearing apart in the uh, the end of the uh, the last session. A co-owner of Monty Cook Games. Her name is Shauna Germain. Hmm. I wonder what Shauna's hobbies are other than ruining my hobby. Germain. Huh? Well. 
Interesting. As it turns out, she likes to write interesting little books. Oh, I like writing too. We have so much in common. Well, yeah, you you probably do with her, but uh, yeah, let Wait, me what? let me read. Uh, <laughs> so let me read the title. I don't like where this is going, written. John. <laughs> well, you <laughs> you took it there. I like it. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, one of her book's titles is uh, Tie Me Up, Bondage and Beyond. So I'm thinking she could probably get uh, get on board with the whole Lamia thing. Hmm. Mongoose does like being bound by Lamias. Right? Continue. As, as kinky as one of her other books is As Kinky As You Wanna Be, Your Guide to Safe, Sane, and Smart BDSM. Safe, sane, and smart. I don't. I don't know. It, it... Oh, the and the picture on this one is a uh, slender woman. Uh, I'm not related to Slenderman. Uh, who is uh has her hands behind her back, uh, handcuffed together, and uh, I'm guessing Shauna Germain probably does not look like this. Just just a hunch. I don't know why I say that, but uh... yeah, I've been I've been trying to look her up, and and I don't see anything online. Well, I mean, I do like Lamias, but the unfortunate matter is most of the human women that read and write this stuff weigh about the same as one. Tail included. Oh, I found her. Yeah. yeah. Eh, she's she's kind of cute. I don't know. Uh, uh no, she's past uh, yeah, I'm posting now. She's past her uh she's past her the point where that could be uh, ascribed to her, I think. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, this is this I is would need like more information. Live, laugh, love, wine ant kind of. Yeah, she's got yes, the wine ant vibe. Yes, yes, queen slay kind of vibe right here, like obnoxious. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, she yeah, she looks like some obnoxious harpy. Yeah, she does look like an obnoxious. She she looks out, like right? uh some. Did weird you just call her a harpy? Nordcuck. Yeah, harpy and like annoying woman or shrew. You know, she, she. I don't feel comfortable with you bringing down the good names of winged monster girls with this lady's uh, visage. Well, if they didn't want to get like dunked on by me, maybe they should have considered having uh more um more lascivious features shall we say what harpy there's there are curvy harpies you this is all right this is this is beside the only thunderbirds um, that that those are fine but <laughs> thunderbirds have thunder thighs okay yes thunder thighs and thunder other <laughs> things um so the the third book that she wrote was leather bound even the sexiest stories can come true yeah, so this lady is uh, heavily involved in the BDSM scene, and uh, that uh, that explains all of this consent stuff. It's uh, they are make, trying well, to make our for a second there. I was hoping you were gonna say BDS, but whatever BDSM is, it's pretty cringe. Know, it's right. probably it's BDS plus masochism, which explains why they always lose. Boycott, divest, <laughs> sanctions, masochism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like where you're a Palestinian you're being genocided and you enjoy it? Well, yeah, no, you have it's, to. It's hmm. it's when you're an Israeli and you're a part of the BDS movement. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, nice one. Yeah, nice. Puni- punish me with those policies harder. Sanction me harder, Daddy. Sanction me harder, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God! I sent you bottle rockets. Will. Uh, no, Fan favorite Yoda, Yoda so we much. must use. No, so much worse Yoda bit. It's, I like the idea. It's like they're sending over bottle rockets because they're like, it's not like I like you or anything or want you to punish me. <laughs> Palestinians or Sundares towards Israelis? Um, I don't think there's obviously any they're not. There. It's a joke. No, no. It's obviously a joke, Monk. Oh, for Pete's sake! All right. Anyway, so yeah, I was right. Uh, this is all crazy, weird sex shit. All this consent in gaming. Uh, it's gay. It's an attempt to make this sexual. Uh, this hobby, like the hobby dynamic itself, sexual. And uh, these uh, these Reddit idiots and losers are just eating it up because. Uh, I would say fetishistic. Is I'm pretty sure normal sex doesn't work the way these deranged weirdos. Ooh, I yeah. f- I found her Twitter. Should I read her bio? Oh, go ahead. Oh, hit us with it. Schrodinger's brat. Oh. Vorpal blonde. Bisexual braid liquor. <laughs> okay, I'm this sorry. is just cringe. This is just <laughs> princess of a thousand enemies. Co-owner of Monty Cook Games. <laughs> writer and game designer she her red queen that's that's see she slash her slash red queen is that is that making fun of the pronouns thing no that's probably some like game of thrones thing or something yeah it's this is very funny to me because um she's like "Ah, i have so many enemies i'm so edgy and controversial if she listened to this, she would interpret us at her as her enemies, but she is a pathetic woman who is going to die alone. Uh, well, her rotted... No, she's not going to die alone. She's going to get choked out in a BDSM accident. <laughs> nah, she's going to die alone among a bunch of cats, her rotted, feeded ovaries being consumed by the uh, creatures which she has filled her apartment with as the uh, stench of uh, box wine fills the air and mingles with the uh, feted, disgusting, alcoholic corpse she leaves behind. Truly, she's below contempt, but not really an enemy. Good lord. Fascinating. You can go to her personal website and see she's got tabs on here. It's like games and gaming right next to erotica. Right See, next to sci-fi and fantasy. This is yeah, I know that the first thing I think of when I sit down with the boys to play some Tama is, wow, I can't wait to uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I think of. You know, <laughs> you that, don't even want to give me a quote, do you? No, I'm not even gonna say that. Like, it's just nasty <laughs> to think about. Like, you know, you're like, oh, dude, we're gonna do wholesome travel fun times, and then like that's what you think of. <sighs> uh, Get this wine ant bullshit out of here. See the but the one thing that I'm looking for though is her early life on Wikipedia and I can't find any Wikipedia on her. So this is very clearly a Nordcuck pervert woman. I would like to say I mean, her, though that her name is Germaine. She's got to be German or something. She's probably some weird scando derived disgusting freak. Yeah. And you really don't like uh, you really, you really don't like uh, "Bound by Lust," "Geek Love," or "Beneath Sea and Sky." Oh God, is she into whale fucking? 
Maybe she's a libertarian. Yeah, a maybe she libertarian. is a libertarian. <laughs> or or she's the sort of person libertarians need to... We're just cementing ourselves as a Red Pill and Cap podcast, I suppose, right here. We are. Talking yeah. about our oh, fellow God. libertarians. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I highly I, recommend. I highly recommend by Shauna Germain beneath science. Sorry, this is blowing my mind here. Uh, here's one of the reviews. Her ideas and settings are so sharp and clear, and as usual, she doesn't stray from the difficult. The blood and gristle. She embraces it and makes <laughs> it sing. She the blood and gristle. She embraces it and makes it sing. I'm this is an erotic story. This is some like. <sighs> is this like a fur Fujoshi but with Guro? What is this? It's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like the whole Slaneshi thing of like no higher pleasure. Like you, you know, you've run out of normal pleasures. You have to <laughs> like rend your flesh and get off to that. Eventually, this is just gonna sound like a a list of tags on images that would get them hidden on Gelburu. Like whatever as, this as they should do. be. Like girl, as, is this scat, like the new, is this like the four. new uh, <laughs> is this the new like uh, code word for Fed posting? What I hope you get hit. I hope you get your uh, your images get hidden on Jailboro. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Probably, probably too uh, too clunky to use. Yeah, uh, I mean, one, one of her readers did say something about her book. It says not only does she show the healing power of pets, but also sex. Ah! <laughs> You're right, girl. This is an animal companion I don't want. And I know it's hard, but you really need to stop fucking dogs. <laughs> White you really fuck dogs. Oh, uh, you know what? Okay. You know what? In post, I need you to edit in that uh, the chorus from that Rusty Cage song, "The White Girls Fuck Dogs." <laughs> if you can find it. I don't. <laughs> Can we also just say that like Schrodinger's brat has to be like one of those uh, science like I worship science I love I fucking love science like type like I'm so quirky I've heard of quantum mechanics in passing. Well, I'm so quirky I've heard of half a dozen operas. Wow, cool! Look at me. It's annoying when I do it about opera. It's annoying when you do it, it about annoying. banal fucking science <laughs> shit yeah but beyond that this is really just proof that uh when you go to the uh, counter with box wine you need to like have your blood taken to prove that you have a y chromosome okay we're not selling box wine to people without y chromosomes <laughs> anymore that this problem has gotten out of control <laughs> so did you did you see the picture that i posted that's from her twitter six years ago we were having slut walks now we're having nazi walks well we're not having nazi walks anymore and you're probably still doing that crap didn't you they do the the women's march or whatever isn't that basically the same thing I mean, well, now they're having like tranny walks. So what's what is she complaining? I about? mean, is are, are those women? Is, is she a turf? I think Jermaine here is a turf. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally having trans eight-year-old walks. Right. I think that her, yeah. um, I think her body of work is largely uh, heteronormative, and it precludes or not. Do, uh, sorry, doesn't preclude turf uh, sensibilities effectively, and she really ought to consider. Um, incorporating uh trans into everything because she uh she really hasn't proven herself to be significantly not turfish 
I mean, that's ah. that is the whole point of all this consent stuff. I'm sure they've got a section in there about like. I don't even know. Can how far down the neoliberal asshole are we? Like, can you have on your consent form that you consent to interacting with intersex people, or is it just assume that you automatically have to and your consent be damned? Well, I guess we're just gonna have to mark this episode as not safe for work because I'm actually gonna go into this because I feel that it's relevant. <laughs> uh, okay, well, go ahead. Um, go off, Quain. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, now that I've uh, gotten rid of my pre-show nuggies, <sighs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna leave in the part where you almost vomit, mongoose. I wasn't almost vomiting. I was pretending to okay. almost vomit. That was. A, oh, okay. It was okay. a joke. <laughs> I was. I was joking. I thought it was. I apologize for our autism audience. Please continue. <laughs> anyway, how far are we down this uh, this neoliberal wild ride? Well, I, I I don't know if you like recall this being posted, but uh, do you remember we were talking about that like those people on Reddit were talking about being guilted into having sex with trans women who had like um, penises? Are you talking about the actual lesbians thing? Yeah, the the actual lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean that's a thing. Like, I don't think you get to consent to like if you say you're into women, you have to be. Like, they basically set up a system where you can either say you're into a certain type of genitalia, and then that means you're, in theory, pansexual, because anyone of any gender can have any genitalia, or um, or you can say you're into a gender, but that means that, in theory, someone can claim to be that gender and pop a few pills and put on a wig or whatever, and then they can... Uh, <laughs> You know, is there a box for like I'm in the clowns? Because that's what these people are. Actually, I'm I'm checking now. There's no uh, there's no clowns. Okay, good. No, no clowns. Um. Oh wait, there is body paint though. They've got body paint in here. <sighs> Side note: the Joker movie was really mediocre. It almost killed my buddy. <laughs> that's it. Didn't kill your body. Don't go spreading <laughs> lies. Anyway. Uh, was pretty cringe. <laughs> They've got caning on here as one of the bondage things, like that, being hit with a cane. See, and this is this is how Singapore would never be able to get rid of these people because beating you with a cane in public it just it just makes them stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't know about stronger, but definitely more in, into it <laughs> in a problematic way. See, this is why I think teeth pulling is really the ultimate form of torture. Because no one wants or enjoys anyone enjoys yeah. having their teeth pulled out with a pair of pliers, right? So well, I don't, I don't know. There are people who are apparently into uh, CBT, so that's I don't even know if that's true now. Uh, I I'd have to imagine that having your teeth pulled out would be about the most painful thing most people could go through, like with just a pair of rusty pliers. I think pulling the fingernails too. Uh, you really underestimate how sensitive it is under there. Hmm. I mean, the, the I think fingernails are pretty painful, but I think teeth would have to be far. Oh, this this could be our Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like just talk about torture spooky, for a bit. Uh, call it a Halloween we're... special. No, I think fingernails okay. would come way further below teeth because a tooth is like it's really up in there and it's like attached with bone and stuff. Yeah. And it like 
I, I don't know, like, I did, de- I, not, I did dental, I had dental work done to me, and that was really, really painful, like, not, even mm. with an- anesthetic and all that, it was sore for a long time, so I can't imagine what having your, uh, your teeth pulled out with, like, pliers and stuff would be like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, I did have my fingernail ripped off, uh, one time, and that was absolute misery. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it actually, my, the tip of my finger was degloved entirely, and it took the fingernail with it as well. So that that was massively painful and agonizing, but uh, for yeah, you, I, 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 yeah. Well, good. Yeah. It only got the glove right, and the fingernail. No, what? No, deglove means it takes the outer layer I, of flesh completely off. The okay, I was, okay. I was, okay. Oh, I was making oh. a spooky joke, gamers. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm spooked. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Wait. Is it- Wait, it is vampire season. We can pull out a new bit. What's okay. that? Ah, 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 ah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. We're going from one cringy impression to another. No. <laughs> I'll keep that one in the can. Maybe it'll come up better uh, later. A I thought you were going to talk about tomato like, juice. I thought you were going to talk about like Yandere vampire GFs and you go back to a. <sighs> So well, I, who do you I, who I will, do you think has say... the supply of Yandere Vampire GFs, John? <laughs> oh, yeah, he wants to be the vampire pimp. <laughs> I mean, if if you're gonna, I mean, if you are the most powerful vampire in all of Romania, northeast and south and west Wallachia, you would by necessity have control of the supply of the Yandere Vampire GFs, which is a great bit. Speaking of Romania, though, this uh, this BDSM checklist does not include cannibalism, but it does have being bitten on here. Well, I guess cannibalism does include biting down. So. Right, one leads to the other naturally, obviously, naturally. yeah. Obviously, they thought of that, John. <laughs> They've got, they had to break the cannibalism down into stages. Right. <laughs> oh, because maybe I want to be, to be bitten, and, and, but I don't want to be swallowed. Okay, that's going in the... Uh, that's getting clipped. That's getting clipped. <laughs> <laughs> but did they remember the blood sucking? Uh, uh, there's Actually, they don't list blood play. They do not list the done. blood sucking. This yeah, is horrible. It's very discriminatory. <laughs> it's discrimination against is this, vampires. Is this it's like discrimination against I, Sazarak, the most powerful vampire in all of Romania. Ah, oh, my ah, God. Ah, ah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> so so I will I will say something about Shauna Germain's Twitter though. I can connect her connect with her on one level though, the fact that she is really bad at Twitter. Well, yeah, like like none of this has very good uh, interaction. <laughs> yeah, she's got. She, what if what if what does that mean? One of the the entries on the BDSM checklist is food to play, and in parentheses. Cucumbers, sorbet, dot dot dot. <laughs> sorbet, sorbet. Uh, I, I, I'm know. trying to. Okay, so like cucumbers. I'm like, okay, so they just probably shoved the cucumber up your asshole, and that's fine. Whatever. Sorbet. What? I'm worried about what they're mixing into the sorbet. Is it like it's? I mean, sorbet is just freaking ice cream. It's like special bougie ice cream. Well, now yeah. it's cum cream. 
No, it's gum coke. And this is why your palate cleanser for a meal should always be beer, never sorbet. Or <laughs> don't bread. Eat sorbet. Don't eat leftist sorbet. You don't know what's in there. Yeah, don't exactly. eat leftist anything. You don't know what's in there. Yeah. You don't you, you don't know where that zucchini's been. Honest honestly though, their uh their granola, uh their fresh made granola uh uh ball things that they have at their uh they have at their uh, cafes are pretty good. You can make my mom makes granola. You can make granola without being a faggot. <laughs> well, I, I, I know that, but I mean, like, like I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if you can eat, eat granola without being a faggot. I eat granola. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? I eat. It's good. It's mm-hmm. gamer fuel. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, okay. gamer fuel. Granola is a really weird racist. way of saying Doritos, John. Okay, no, Doritos is a corporate. <laughs> Granola is gamer fuel for anti Semites who don't like corporations. Granola is is a corporate thing of the Kellogg's Corporation, which is currently owned by a certain group of people. Yes, exactly. A bunch so, of funny men Ang- with, uh, with precious metals in their last names. Oh, spooky. This is our spooky episode, guys. Sp- Spooky, the spookiest monsters of all. Okay, so now now we've done our uh, yeah. <laughs> I just I just realized yeah that's pretty good yeah pretty good. All right um no no we've uh, done our business now so we should do uh, what we, we did in we gaming. We can we can talk about other spooky monsters like ghosts and scary Ooh. ghost costumes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! With pointy I, I tops. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is that talk- so? So is mongoose gonna dress up like that on Halloween and just go around trying to spook uh, the the black kids? Uh, funny story about that. I I straight up dress as Martin Luther for Halloween, and I like to hand out candy, or I did when I was in high school. Um, and I don't do that so much anymore because, um, let's just say it's less than safe to, you know, do things on Halloween anymore. Anyway, so I dress up as Martin Luther, and so I'm wearing my, like, weird monk getup. Well, it's not weird, but it's a monk getup. I'm handing candy to the kids, you know, having a decent old time. This black people come up, and they're like, what are you supposed to be? And I say... I'm Martin Luther, and they all look at me like I'm freaking insane. <laughs> <laughs> look at me like I'm hey, from the moon. Hey, hold up. Is you, is you be saying MLK was some old European monk and she... Are you saying that my MLK was a white guy wearing a robe? What, what, what is she think of what? What? <laughs> where, your, where your black face at? <laughs> Actually, traditional games related, I learned about a great game today. It's called Schwarze Pitte. It's Dutch. Yeah, I, I I'd heard about that before. They've referenced the, it. The uh, game in which you sweat pizza. No, no, it's it's Black Pete. It means Black oh, Pete in Dutch. The the goal of the game I've is heard to about this, yeah. not be the first yeah. person to get to negative two points, and you lose you lose a point every time you play a game. Everybody starts with zero points. What you do is you take a deck of playing cards, and you uh, remove every single one through six card, so that only the card seven and higher remain Mm -hmm. and then you remove the jack of uh clovers or the jack of clubs dutch call it clovers and then you um Mm. you play the game by uh you have all of your cards in front of you and every pair so every uh, 
pair of cards that's the same color and value you have to leave out in front of you and then the rest of them you leave out in front of you so everyone can see except when if you don't have a pair to lay out because you lay out a pair you have to um to the to the person to your left you have to pull a card from their hand and then um to try to get a pair uh the person with the mm -hmm. last card uh the the ace or the jack of spades sorry the jack of spades they uh, lose. Lose a point. They lose a point. Yeah. So you it, it would take you in its shortest two rounds. Um, and you can only make one pair at a time. I, I don't think anyone can ever see your hand. Right. Um, right. and then and then uh, what what then happens is you uh, is is once once someone gets to two points, you take a cork or a piece of cold charcoal, and you take the soot off of it, and you 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 paint their face black. Right. So you give them blackface. Yes, this is a game in the Netherlands. Or it was. If you fall basically in the game of civilization, if you fall too far behind, you become black. That's amazing. That's the, I think that's the metaphor, right? I, the, I I'm not I'm, even sure like what the what the <laughs> what the lesson of this game is. What were they what did they mean by this? I mean, cuz the game is fundamentally about stealing from your neighbor. But the person that's, who's the worst at stealing hmm. is black. Maybe it's an anti-racist well, game. <laughs> no, it's not stealing though. It's not stealing because uh, you're doing econ like voluntary economic transactions. You have to take a card from your neighbor. You don't get to swap. There's no transaction there. Well, right, but but that's how the economy works. Is like you know, it's like a it's like a flow, like a cycle that goes around the table. To be fair, though, painting your your skin black with a piece of charcoal is actually probably harkens back to like chimney sweep and uh, chimney sweep days and uh, and, and cold fiddlers on roofs, fiddlers on roofs, and you know, uh, yeah, and magical nannies that flew around on umbrellas and shit. Right, chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. You guys remember that? <laughs> Yes, I actually do remember that. That was a chim chimney, chim chimney, chim 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 cherry. This chimney isn't attached to this building. T he 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 he. It's got wood. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. Look at this door. It's wooden like you. Oh, this is such a spooky topic. Is this is they this can a new make bit? Six where... million bodies disappear. Oh, spooky ovens using hell-powered technology. Is this, is this a new bit where we deny the Holocaust and, and just like covered over with holiday? Uh... Yeah, it's a hol. Yeah, I think you mean the Halloween. Ah, uh, the Halloween, of course. <laughs> Never forget the six million candies. All right. <laughs> Alright, what Mongoose, what did you do in traditional gaming this past week of weeks? Well, I uh drunk played uh some Ryutama with some friends, and that was a grand old time. Uh for those of you who have never played a traditional game drunk before, it is something you need to do at least once and then probably not make a habit of. Because when you're getting drunk repeatedly, that's called alcoholism. Yeah, don't don't follow Mongoose's example, kids. I am not an alcoholic. Yeah, no, but I, I just I happen to have twenty liters of beer in my <laughs> fridge right now. Yeah, and I happen to recall you saying, "John, 
I can't do role-playing games sober. <laughs> that is true. Um, I do like I, I do um, actually need to drink at least one thing yeah. before like things really start going well. <laughs> right. Normally, that's because I get say. graded on. That's what you say. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you can really notice the difference, though. I mean, you can. One thing. One thing that I wanted to uh, uh, ask you about was, uh, or or talk about here on the show was, uh, you did uh, riddles for your players. Yes, Ooh, yes, I did. That that you wrote for me. Um, yeah, I believe yeah. I have them uh, <laughs> with me. If I can, oh no, here. Let me just flip through this book. He says to me, uh, John, I, I I need help with session prep. I I what are we gonna do in this uh, desert re- region? And I said, Well, how about a Sphinx girl? I oh, said, that sounds about idea. sounds about okay. Yeah. And so, so then we we were like, you know, she has to ask the uh, players uh, riddles, you know, has to come up with riddles for the players. And if they succeed, then they get some kind of treasure or something, some magical trinket or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I came up with some riddles for him and he asked his players and apparently they solved all three of them, which I was uh, I, I was huh. impressed with my riddle making abilities. So so what we could do is try to ask Jack these riddles on air. Oh. <laughs> make you think. <laughs> You have the sounds. The sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. So the the first riddle is, uh, what does sleep bring that goes away when you wake, adding exhaustion and fatigue to your aches? Adding exhaustion and fatigue to my a Charlie horse? No. <laughs> no. Oh. Hold on a sec. Hold on a second. Okay. What does sleep bring? But leaves you exhausted. <laughs> oh no! Oh, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> that moment! That moment of realization! <laughs> what is it, Jack? Come on! I forgot. I forgot what it is. I forgot uh, the um, uh, when you when you uh, you know. No, it's not that. It's not a wet oh, dream. Okay. Oh, it's not a wet dream. Although I, it is, it is very closely related, though. So, so I'm close. Yeah, you are very close. <laughs> oh no! Oh, okay. Yes, we are going to have to put a freaking label on this episode. <laughs> I like that he's, I like that he's backwards engineering the mythology, though. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so what, 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 what exactly is it? It's a succubus. Oh. So okay. you were very close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right, what's the okay, uh, what's right. the second one, Mongoose? I look rich, but I only take. I sit in the dark, but with the light I do wake. I might hold your things if you keep me well fed, but if not, I'll make you cry tears of bright red. Hmm. So these could these are probably all mythical creatures. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> Okay, t- tell t- tell it to me again, real quick. I look rich, but I only take. I sit in the dark, but with the light I do wake. I might hold your things if you keep me well fed, but if not, I'll make you cry tears of bright red. Hmm. Bloody, well, no. I was about to say Bloody Mary. That's probably not correct. <laughs> no. <sighs> you keep me well fed. Alamia? No. 
No. Damn it. Nope. Sorry, the Sphinx would uh, take your head, or so, I don't. Actually, what was the what was the potential threat from the Sphinx? Just no no treasure, I guess. No treasure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a mimic. Oh, okay. Well, eh, yeah. Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, third one. Go. What has a bed but no pillows or sheets? What has two arms but no legs and no feet? What grows no sugar but has drinks that are sweet? An e-girl's Coca-Cola bottle? <laughs> what? <laughs> no! Oh! <laughs> no! Okay, <What> hold <laughs> What has no legs... No pillows or sheets. What has two arms, but no legs and no feet. Oh, no. Two arms, no legs, no feet. Has a bed, but no pillows or sheets. What grows no sugar, but has drinks that are sweet. A flower girl? Yeah, very yeah. good. Oh, are you serious? You got yes. it. Yeah, I got a, one. Yeah, you get. <laughs> you got one and a half. We'll give you half for the wet dream. <laughs> That's not okay. bad. Yeah, not bad. Got him. Got him. Yeah, pretty good. So yeah, those are the riddles I came up with. Audience, you're free to use those in all of your Monster Girl uh, related uh, <laughs> role playing game quests. Who are we getting? If they're you're listening to us, you're having a Monster Girl themed role playing game quest. Right, exactly, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You can have that for your original Advanced Dungeons & Dragons uh, d- dungeon dive. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds good. I mean, if you're playing AD&D, you might as well have Monster Girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A true, true science fact. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, how how is your game uh, going overall, though, Mongoose? I'd say it's pretty good. We introduced a new player. He's doing pretty well. Oh, nice. He's adapting to the corporate culture well? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> good, good. Um, how are you doing with the uh, resource management? I know you, we talked about that a little bit ago, about uh, ha- them having too much or not enough money. Uh, I think it's going pretty well, largely because one of the limiting factors in Ryutama tends to be uh, carrying capacity and... Mm. Right now, they just don't have the massive amount of carrying capacity necessary to, to go for a super long time without stocking up. So they, they do actually feel a little bit of pressure, especially okay, cool. when they're moving on uh, more difficult terrain. Nice. All right. Anything else you wanted to talk about? On that, uh, maybe in a bit, but I think it would be better to ask you two what you were up to. Ah, yeah. Well, we had we had our first uh, well, more like our our first and second foray into and third. Do we have a third one? Yeah, we've done we uh, three three sessions now. Three sessions, yeah. The third of which it, you've still not told us our XP for. Yes, well, that will be. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that one. Uh, <laughs> say it live on air, force everyone to listen to the podcast. Actually, Jack does a Jack does a cool thing where he uh, he individually gives XP based on like plot uh furthering the plot and uncovering uh details about his uh the the setting and the uh you know the events going on in it so it's it's pretty cool yeah hmm. i'll have to consider doing that well and and to back up a little bit we've been playing edge of empire the star wars uh rpg put out by uh fantasy flight games 
and it's been pretty fun, honestly. Yeah, it's a really cool system. I love the uh, the the mechanics in there, the proprietary dice, the uh, the way that the uh, dice interact with um, allowing you to narrate your actions in an interesting way, and and it uh, inspires teamwork because of the whole advantage and threat system. It's been pretty darn cool. Yeah, and the fact that you can spend advantage and threat on uh, on on various things mean that even if you roll terribly, even if you fail in your role, you can still like say give give somebody else like a leg up next, you know, like further along down the turn. It's it's a very it's a very interesting and nice uh, system. Yes, cool, nice, and good. Yes, as they say, those. yeah, all those, yeah. So so yeah, John, you wanna you wanna go through and uh, and tell everybody what uh, what has been happening in the so game. Ba- so basically, we're playing murder hobos. Oh yes. wow! <laughs> Yay! Everyone's favorite. <laughs> no, My we're favorite not actually, buzzword. We're not actually playing murder hobos, but Jack did accuse oh, us of that. <laughs> that is that is unfortunate. I love buzzword. Get excited for next buzzword. This is a terrible oh. bit. Oh, don't worry. You'll get excited. Go go ahead, John. Yeah. So so uh, we've had three sessions now, which have included uh, wacky wacky violent murder hijinks. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's been uh, it's been an interesting. Um, basically, I'm I'm playing a character that is very out of the norm for me, and that he's the uh, the kind of uh, you know more gruff thug type character, very quick to resort to violence and. Uh, you know, in dangerous situations. And we've been going through some very dangerous situations dealing with uh, criminals and, you know, the criminal underbelly and, and on various planets and space stations and whatnot. So uh, uh, I will say that uh, Edge of the Empire has a very fun combat system. So it's not been like the Dungeons and Dragons, like everything slows to a crawl and it's boring as all get out. Um, so at least it's it's been fun, at least for me. I've, I've been enjoying the combat in it. Um, but it's definitely also been more combat than I'm really used to. Uh, for instance, in Mongoose's games, we had very little combat, actually. Um, in the game I ran, I think out of, like, eight sessions, we only had two major combats. Uh, and then one, like, you know, major social combat. But, but uh, so this has been a new experience for me. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, but, Jack, I wanted to talk about uh, how uh, after our third session, uh, you were a bit of a loose cannon and you called us all murder hobos. And so I wanted to, uh, <laughs> you're really getting stuck on that murder hobo thing. Well, you? I wanted this to be our like, this opportunity. is what John does. You say something, you get stuck on it. Well, yeah, yeah okay. it makes good show content. I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted this to be our on air, uh, counseling session. Hmm. So, uh, so, so just, just to give you a little bit of inside baseball, uh, hmm. what I, what I did was for pretty much every, uh, character, I gave them a set of public objectives and a set of private objectives, right? Mm. So uh, um, I don't even I don't even remember all of them, but uh, basically our smuggler, our smuggler was originally uh, hired to move some uh, some Durasteel or some you know some common cargo right from one planet to another, mm. but uh, he was told secretly that the ship that he was going to be given had uh had hidden storage that that uh that contained a whole bunch of spice which is basically the cocaine or illicit drug of the of the universe right magic so, meth magic meth yes In so that, wait wait whoa 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 slow down yes. i'm not i'm not up to date on my star wars Did they just steal that from dune 
Yeah. Yes, they did. Wholesale Absolutely. ripped it off. Absolutely. Okay. Just, just <laughs> getting that out of the way. Okay, continue, Is it, isn't Isn't Spice mined in Kessel, actually? Yeah, it's, it's actually mined. Yeah, it's a, it's a different origin, um, but they, they call it Spice. That's just the nickname. But, but they, it's they like mine a... Spice in Dune. Oh, they do? I thought yeah. it was like some worm pooped it out or something. Well, they mine it because the worm makes it on the desert okay. well, planet that's... or whatever, I think. Right, this is an actual like mineral. It's not worm poop. Right. Ah. Uh, so, uh, so, but the the hidden or secret objectives were uh, were kind of they were they were kind of structured around uh, being uh, antithesis to one another, right? Or or at the very or at the very least, one is the antithesis to another to 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 another hidden objective, right? So uh, so basically, uh, Mister Zero, who who is the uh, who is the smuggler, was supposed to move this from point A to point B, right? Well, he was so he was also supposed to hand it off to somebody, somebody who was a contract kill by one of the bounty hunters in the group. Right. right. And also the person who my character was supposed to protect. Right. Right. Well, well, right. And and that's another thing is that uh so so basically uh the idea behind it is that not not all the NPCs have complete information given to them and not all the players have complete information given mm-hmm. to them. They're not exactly sure uh you know what's going on and the uh and the thing that you have to keep in mind the thing you have to remember is that uh this system has to be able to function even if all the players just sit around a table and say okay here are all my hidden objectives what are your hidden objectives right right which we haven't uh shared yeah right exactly exactly so so the so the bounty hunter i basically told the bounty hunter you know you can you can choose to achieve your objective or not achieve the objective or share it with the group or whatever he chose to keep it hidden and he chose to introduce himself to the party by killing uh, our buyer (laughs) by killing the buyer right and it turns out that if you kill the buyer uh you can't offload the spice to anyone on the Uh planet (laughs) oh yeah exactly so yeah. what are they? So what are they gonna do? Not to mention, you've got my my violent uh, thug character who's supposed to protect this guy walks in to immediately see a character kill him, and his thought is, "Well, I guess I don't have to worry about protecting him anymore." <laughs> well, right, but but now you've got like five tons of super meth uh, in the middle of a city mm-hmm. with a bunch of uh, with a with a bunch of uh, federales. Well, had. Past tense. Yes, had. Federales? What? Federales. You've never heard that term, federales? He's mocking your pronunciation. It's federales. (laughs) Okay. Ah, Whatever. Of all the petty mongoose posting. (laughs) Right? Anyway. um, So, yeah, the interesting thing was that after that all went down, uh, Buster... I'm busted, and uh, I think I want to look for uh, valuables in the shop. So, uh, so they <laughs> oh, so they yeah. break into the safe. Uh, of course, there's like a you know there's a uh, alarm or whatever you want to call it in there that's uh, alerts the uh, the cops. You know, if someone's breaking into your safe, uh, so they they set that off. So we go outside, and our truck full of uh, of magic meth is outside. Cops show up, and they're like, hey. 
So we got an alert here. So obviously we need to talk to the owner of this shop who's dead inside and we need to search your truck, which as far as we know, it is full of magical, uh, super illegal magic meth. And so this begins a very brief attempt at talking them down, which then turns into a very violent uh, snuggle session. And uh, my character almost dies. Uh, we kill five uh, cops who we thought were beat cops, by the way. We had because Jack didn't describe them. So we thought these were like, you know, checking your parking ticket type cops. And apparently they were like wearing full riot gear power armor cops. So I almost died. <laughs> power armor. No, no, no. There was no power armor. There was just, well, they, it was just they regular. Got, they had a regular pretty... beat cop armor. Well, you know, the armor that beat cops use. Well, beat cops wear like, you know, blue polo shirts and black pants, you know, <laughs> so that's not as armored as these guys were. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been fun if they were, uh, if they were know, polo, shirt, polo shirt wearing. But yeah, no, like like that was that was the whole thing. And uh, and the other thing is that the group decided to leave their magic meth magic super illegal meth outside like in the truck, in the truck. Without, without anybody overseeing because we had guards that were given to as us as you do yep yep well we had yep. guards that were that were assigned with us by the uh the person we were working for who wanted us to to oversee this this transaction so we leave the guards there with the truck and all of the player characters go inside and i'm thinking well this is a bad idea but my character would absolutely not like you know suggest someone stay on guard cuz he's not a leader he doesn't he's not thinking strategically that's that should be like the smuggler does that or something you know like some one of the other characters should think about that well they didn't and i'm and i'm fine with that so we go inside and apparently while we're inside messing around with our uh, our new character killing off our buyer uh, they're transferring the, the magical meth outside to some like getaway vehicle. So we go back outside, still think our vehicle's full of magic meth, kill the cops to avoid them finding it, open up the back of the door to find out that there was nothing to even kill the cops about anyway. And, um, yeah. So then we, then we flee the, uh, flee, flee the area, flee the scene, <laughs> flee the scene uh, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. With nothing. Yeah. We're having, having pissed off the local cops, Pissed off the uh, Trade Federation, uh, presumably because they set us up to be killed anyway. Uh, no buyer, no money, nothing. Uh, you know, my character, like I said, almost died. It was like 19 out of 20 H or wounds with a uh, <laughs> with a critical injury on top of that. So, so the lizard, the buff lizard person, is like limping along, and, yes. and every everyone's frantically trying to get away from the uh, yeah from the scene of the crime. But it's it was more violent. Uh, like I said, it was more. Uh, so that this this is more violent than I'm used to for sure. Um, especially especially having come from a Shadowrun uh, background, Shadowrun is a bit more lethal than Edge of Empire. Although, like I said, my character did get pretty darn close. Yeah. So so it was after that that Jack dropped the MH word, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And, and you're still hung up on it. No, I just, like I said, I, this makes for good content. I'm trying to do a show here, Jack. So, so I, I just want to talk, like, what, what are your feelings? What were your thoughts on that? What, uh, what, what, what's going on in your head there, big guy? What's going on, big guy? Your wife just smashed my five tons of space meth. What's going <laughs> on there, big guy? <laughs> you just tripped your NPC right into my space meth, and now it's shattered all over your campaign. What's going on there, big guy? 
Well, so the the thing is, is that the way I do campaign outlines is there's almost always a way for you to avoid combat if you really want to avoid combat, right? Oh, I, I was fine with not avoiding it. Oh, I, I know. I know okay. you were. And, and, and honestly, I was as well, which... Okay. Which, you know, it, it turned, it, you know, that kind of turned out okay. Yeah. The, uh, but the, uh, the way you would have avoided it, uh, if I remember correctly, is basically leaving somebody outside to make yeah. sure that the meth doesn't, doesn't grow, grow, grow legs and run away. Mm-hmm. Go in, uh, stop the bounty hunter from killing the person. Or if you can't stop him because, you know, it's just the other player character, mm-hmm. uh, you know, clean up, make sure that nobody uh, can, uh, you know, nobody knew that it was you, basically. Yeah. And uh, so act like actual and, professionals and not like bumbling retards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and perhaps try to try and figure out who he was going to sell the meth to. So maybe you can get some return on your investment. Yeah. You know, assuming that you still have the meth. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah, that that would have been something a a bit more like that's that's all things that like an experienced shadow running team would have thought of and done. But that's not what we're playing. We're playing yeah, as no, yeah. like, you know, low lifes who were who basically wandered in off the streets and were roped into this greater plot. And it's like I said, after the session, I am totally fine with being screwed over as long as it leads to a better story. Yeah, and and uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll I'll be able to provide you that story uh, in the next uh, in the next session. Yeah, but uh, you wanted to talk about uh, players going off track from GM plans, right? Ah, yes, yeah. So, uh, so the way so the way I do outlines is that I get all of the main uh, plot points together, and I also get all the main NPCs together, mm-hmm. and I try and outline exactly how they would react to the players if they did certain things. Right. Yeah. So there, there, there are NPCs that you haven't met yet. There are piece, there are NPCs that you have met yet or have met. And, uh, and I basically outlined all of their objectives, what they want to do, what they're willing to, to do to get to those objectives Mm -hmm. and what happens when they don't achieve those objectives. Right. And generally speaking, I usually do object like, like NPC objectives off screen or, you know, like, you know, that they could even, they could even be handed out as quests to the player if, if you know it's that. well it's all about it's all about having the setting being a moving living machine that operates right. around the the PCs which they can bump into and interact with in their actions that's, yeah so that's that that's kind of the goal or the objective is for the NPCs to kind of bounce ar- or the the piece the player characters to bounce around uh you know talk to different people uh make make alliances you know figure out what they you know who they want to support because because almost always i i have npcs that represent like you know uh one interest and another npc that represents the the exact opposite interest right mm-hmm. so there's so there's no way that you can like please both of them you're going to have to pick a side and you're probably going to have to kill somebody you don't want to kill yeah so oh, i'm 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 fine with killing everybody <laughs> anyway oh it's it's almost like you're a murderer but yeah, you yeah, go murder. from place and to place. And you don't have a home. No, we have a home. It's a mobile home. 
you live <laughs> in a you live it's... in a durasteel box under the hyperspace lane. It's not it's not under the it's a mobile and you home. also murder we people. Have, Curious. We have Curious. We have uh, we however we it's have an RV. Almost like it's no. almost like you're gonna go torment some space teenagers out in the woods. The chainsaw. Yeah, well, yeah. Because yeah, it's probably. the Halloween episode. Because <gasps> we're, we're very... Yes. We're spooky Star Wars characters. Spooky. <laughs> oh, this is such a bad episode already. <laughs> what are you talking about? We've done the Yoda bit twice. Yeah, done yeah, vampires. exactly. Also, also implying that either of those are making it into the final MP3. Oof. Ugh. <laughs> there might actually be a riot. <laughs> a spooky riot. <laughs> Riots are spooky civil unrest. <laughs> okay, the so. National Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Water cannons. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. I've got a good one. Los Angeles! Ah! <laughs> I don't want to get the plague, please. No, Roof Koreans! <laughs> bubonic plague? Alright, this is awful. What are we doing? Alright. I don't know. Um, so, so, Jack, this doesn't sound so much like the players are going... Also, for the record, we are murder nomads, not murder, murder hobos. Murder nomads, okay. I'll, I'll make sure to One man's nomad on is another man's hobo. That's not Oof. homos don't have a home. We just have a mobile home. Okay? We're murder gypsies. Gypsies are worse. Oh, dang it, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so I guess you are murder gypsies then. No, we're murder yep. nomads. I like uh. I, <laughs> we're what's the we're murder Mongolians? We're we're murder step peoples. There we go. Ah, Turks. Even worse. No, not the not the Alright, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done. <laughs> anyway uh jack it doesn't sound like we're really going off tra- like the topic you suggested was going off track from gm plans but it doesn't really sound like we're going off track because your world is you know like i said it's more like that machine so what what yeah. did you what did you mean by this <laughs> what, what, did, what did what did you mean by this yeah well so so you but but that's the thing though is that like i i made notes and i assumed and you see that this is another thing is that maybe I shouldn't just assume that you would go down a certain path, but, but you know, like like I'm I'm having to accelerate some things and hold back other things, right? Mm-hmm. You you technically did go off the beaten path, but what I what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to explain exactly how I handle that. Yeah. Okay. And and. Uh, and if you if you do it this way, if you if you outline all of your all the all the major bumpers that your uh, PCs could theoretically hit in the next session, and and you do all of that work beforehand, then you're able to uh, come up with something. So basically, if your if your PCs uh, go off the beaten path, you kind of have an idea of of what to do in the moment. You know, you don't have to yeah. make up stuff. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, if there's if there's more to your world than just what's immediately in the screen at the moment, then they can bump around into other parts of that machine. And right. sure, you might have to take some time to tinker around and do maintenance on that machine in between sessions. 
you know, if they, if they do some really weird stuff, you know, you have to, to adjust things and adjust the timing on belts or whatever, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big machinist, so I'm not, you know, sorry, Miles, we'll have to get you back in here for that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I so I, I, I get what you're saying. I, um, you're, you're talking more about improvisation then and having the, yeah. having I mean, like I... the momentum, the, the, the plot or setting momentum there to enable you to do uh, good improvisation in the moment. I think I think that most good DMs are good are really good at improvisation. You yeah. know, because I think the backbone of good DMing is improvisation, really. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I mean but I, I only say that because I've met I've met DMs who who are absolutely uh strict in the way that the player characters go through like any kind of dungeon. Right, Gee, like, like the, almost like they're reading a block text from a module. Right, exactly, oh exactly. My God, I they hate will that. they will make their own modules and uh, and you know go you know so so the player characters don't really have a choice about where to go. And yeah. honestly, that's actually a more traditional way of doing it because that's kind of sort of the way that the uh, the hobby was created. But well, that's a war game. Like it's it's not a yeah. It's a, at that point, it's just a it's a literally. A war game scenario. That's not even a war game because a war game, like it's it's a little bit more dynamic than that. It's it's a it's an in depth war game scenario, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's transitional, I would I would say, um, more so Use the than T word. Yeah, yeah. Are you tra- are you intentionally triggering my transitional uh, phobia here? <laughs> it's an intermediary stage. There you go. Uh, That's you go. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it just sounds like they they want to play a campaign scenario, and I mean they want to play a video game. Basically. Yeah, it really is like a quest in some kind of MMO, and it's like yeah, you have an option of like which order to do the quest bits in, but you got to do all the quest bits in order to go on to the next quest. So yeah, I mean like like the the outline informs the improvisation that the DM does, but ultimately it's it's up to the DM whether or not to uh, mm-hmm. you know to do that and and of course tropes help you you know oh, yeah. like, like what kind of what what would make sense in the setting and all that yeah you know so um that's what that's what i meant by that okay gotcha well i uh i think you're doing a pretty good job so far um like i said i don't i don't mind the whole like you know things didn't go according to plan because that can yeah, no, that can very well lead to better stories in the long run anyway so that's that's fine with me Oh yeah, and and honestly, like I don't think I've ever DM'd a game and wi- that that went exactly according to plan. No. I I don't think I've DM'd a session that has gone exactly according to plan. <laughs> I right. have, honestly, I have before, and that's because uh, sometimes I've had sessions that I planned kind of loosely, and I also planned them to uh, really, really, really play on things I knew my players were likely going to do, and I gambled correctly. Or this actually happens to me more often than not but this is kind of what happens when you have a really a play group you're really used to and so you'll oftentimes find yourself playing to tropes that you know your players are going to like or enjoy and so you find yourself more able and more uh more effectively able to anticipate what they're going to do with any given input or stimulus right yeah, if you know both the players and their characters and the the motivation of the characters, you can pretty effectively design 
hooks that will get them drawn in without it you know you can present other options that that seem like viable alternatives but you know you know that they're probably not going to go for anyway oh yeah oh yeah yeah or or oftentimes you can just bait them into doing exactly what you want them to do yeah that's oh, that's hey, look there's a there's a shiny diamond <laughs> Yes. Um you can or you could just do the the uh traditional like I have thing planned but not where thing is going to be. So you have an option to go to these three places. Oh, you chose uh that one? Well, the thing happens there. <laughs> like that's always an option. You don't want to overuse that too much, but it's always an option. <laughs> these are all tools in the toolbox as it were. Yes. I like going yeah. cold cod a lot of times. That's fun. What do what? I've gone cold cod more more times than I would, or not cold cod, but just like uh, I've gone by the seat of my pants more times than I would care to admit. Yeah, it what is, is cold cod. Hold on, what is cold cod? Cold is cod that... is when you quit something immediately. I I, I misused That's it. It's cold turkey. Cold turkey, whatever. What is cold <laughs> cod? I, I, is this I, I guess... from the is this from the BDSM list? What is what are we talking here? It's a saying back in the Romania. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. I'm Googling it, and it's just cold cod salad recipes. I, I, think, I, I think I invented this in my brain. I don't. <laughs> he's probably, he was probably thinking of cold turkey, but recently had a cold cod But salad. cold turkey isn't even relevant, so why? I am, you... I am back on my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I, 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 I get what you mean though. Like like you don't have anything prepared for the evening and you have to uh you have to Or you to, just uh, didn't prepare something yeah. because you like doing things on the fly. Mm. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um yeah, let's see. Uh how much preparation did you do? Actually, Mongus, you prepare quite a bit for your games, it seems like. Uh, for Ryutama, yes. Uh, when I'm traditionally running something, I actually prepare for it a little bit less. Um, more of what I do in preparation is largely just setting up characters and character motivations beforehand. So I'll set up... What I'll do is I'll sort of set up a internal game system, as it were, like the, the sort of actors and what's going on and all this, that, and the other, and then everything in it will just sort of live and breathe and react accordingly, which means, A, I have to do less prep, and B, uh, I'll oftentimes find myself just going like, yeah, I don't need to do prep on this, I can just do this, that, or the other, and then rely on my improv and the sort of expansive natures of my settings to carry anything I have to come up with on the fly. I mean, that's, that's exactly what Jack was just talking about for his setting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I guess then we're all in agreement. So uh, we don't have anything to disagree about on air. That's a shame. Yeah. I I mean, it does. It is helping that lately I am playing, you know, I, I hate to bring up Ryutama all the time, but it is kind of what I'm playing. So, you know, obviously you're going to talk about what you're doing. That game does require a lot more prep out of you, just sort of in its baseline rules. I do ignore a lot of them, even though I told my players I was going to be playing it rote because... If I had, I would not have time to prepare on that. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I work uh, close to 70 hours a week now um, doing stuff. So I don't have time necessarily all the time to go and do a ton of prep or, or sit around and do RPG stuff as much as I would like. So 
I uh, I find myself oftentimes just sort of uh, slapshotting things and then just kind of running in with them uh, as I go, which is Sla- a slapshotting. Yeah, slapshot. Yeah, you know, like like hockey, slapshot, slapshotting. Oh, that's uh, okay. Yeah, that's actually British slang. Nice. Like hard, fast, or wild uh, shot executed. Did you Wait, Google that? What? Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering where Mongoose gets all these terms from. I've never heard most of them. <laughs> I, I've got like the I've got like Google's like mongoose to normal translation. <laughs> mongoose <open>. to normal. <laughs> the slap bit. shot is an is an ice hockey maneuver. What, what how did how have you heard about this? You realize you I'm from Michigan, I, right? Now now let oh, me just go on a okay. big long uh Michigan post. <laughs> although I, I actually meant to say slap shod, not slap shot. Oh. Oh I really? Think... What's a slap shot? Oh wait, actually, slap shot is slap, slap shot. An alternate. It's a uh, carelessly done or arranged. Yes, yeah. that's what I was talking about. Not slap shot. <laughs> like okay. like shot like shoddy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. rough shot. Rough shot rough works shot. as well. Same thing. But, slap dash is also another. Yep. I don't even know if this is good content. This I, is I don't, awful content. This is but awful I'm, I'm, con- maybe... I'm going to go back to talking about <laughs> session prep. So, like, okay, I right. don't have a lot of time to do stuff, so I just kind of wing it. Or I go slap shot or slap shot or rough shot or whatever. Slap dash. Slap dash, yeah. Often, and, and that mob works for me more often than not because I have a decent enough uh, sort of improv skills, and I tend to world build a lot in my spare time like in the shower when i'm doing thinking and things so i can rely on a lot of that stuff and really i would recommend that if you're gonna go do a game mastering getting really into your setting and and really into your world and really into the npcs you've built helps because it it helps you sort of be reactive with them right Mm -hmm. in that when things come up you you aren't sort of puzzling about them a while you don't have to think about it Another tactic I like to frequently use is I'll let the I'll if if there's role play going on between uh, characters in character, I'll just let it happen for a long while while I uh, can collect my thoughts and sort of plot a little bit more in detail in the in the spur of the moment while I have time while players are role playing. Because uh, yeah, I, I do know that, and uh, everyone should obviously know this that if you let uh, if you let players just sort of sit there and talk. They'll just they'll sit in committee making plans forever. Like one of my favorite tactics is, ah, you guys go come up with a plan. I'm gonna go get a drink or go to the restroom because it always works. Because it, I'll come back and they won't be finished yet because they'll just keep going in circles. <laughs> See, I I built my. I gotta current, make sure to use that. I built my current character in Jack's campaign to specifically make that impossible because my guy's like, you've been talking too long. I'm gonna go do the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's not a uh, that's not a high quality post. <laughs> That's my favorite. I mean, you you ob- you had to have noticed how many times I used that. Well, yeah, sure, and that's that's fine. Some of the time, not all the time. You don't want it to be. Oh no, it's not you... something I rely on regularly, but. Well, right, and so it's like my I designed my character specifically with the he's got he's you know got patience to a point, so he's fine with like discussing things, coming up with plans. But if it's clear everyone else is just like spinning their tires, he's like, all right, well, let's go put into practice what we came up with. See how it turns out. So so he's going to get himself killed is what you're telling me. Oh yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I want a character to die, dang it. <laughs> My character in Mongoose's game never died. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I didn't really have it in my heart to kill your character <laughs> in my game. Um, well, okay. That would have been very tragic and sad and depressing. Right. <laughs> I don't think anybody needed yes. that at the time. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it would have made for a, a good story of a certain kind, but it also just didn't really fit the tone. No, no, not at all. I mean, it was sort of devolving or evolving into slowly. It was it was becoming... Uh, yes. I think I described it to my buddy as I said it was... Uh, the best way to put it would be... Oh, uh, Toradora with guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... I mean, there there is something to be said. We've talked about character death on here before, and yes. how you know I'm 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 fine with character death, and uh, you know, like I said, as if it's a heroic death or something along those lines, and it could be even cooler than your character surviving. I'm not of the school that's like I want my guy to win and be the the best, and he has to get all the things that he wants out of life. You know, like I, I, it, it, as I've always said, as long as the story is interesting, then it's a success. And if your character getting himself killed. Because he's not able to adapt, you know, or fit the situation or just whatever. And other characters then learn from that. And I can get back into the game with a new character, you know, and, and have fun doing it. Great. We've made a good story that way. Yep. Sometimes tragedies are fun to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes tragedies are fun to act out, too. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm really liking uh, Edge of the Empire, and uh, I also really like the character dynamics in your game. Like the uh, the uh, inter-party uh, relations there is very funny. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, that's so, some of the NPCs thus far have actually been improvs. Like Mooship, I didn't plan Mooship. <laughs> that was a good one, though. That was, that that was, was so good. <laughs> that was totally and completely an improv. <laughs> Mongoose, you would have been proud. He he had a gang leader, like a, a criminal organization leader, who's just a giant cow dude who's like trying to be intimidating, but was like talking with a Jack was doing a voice where he's like half mooing while he talks. It's <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> it's, to it's totally not it's totally not in I don't think there's any cow person in star wars either. no no this is like some yeah. weird one-off creature that you encounter they have grands was... which are like kind of like that i guess but not really i, even, I haven't even heard what is it gran they're like g-r-a-a-n i think um oh no that's not <laughs> that's not even remote i know yeah. they're herbivores and they they eat grass he was, he was just straight up like playing a tauren tauren however you pronounce it from world of warcraft in star wars I, 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 it was, I was basically trying to moo, but I was also trying to talk. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. So, so, so every time, every time, every time I say a word with an M in it, I just trip over it and accidentally moo. Yeah. Yep. Did somebody say you should be playing uh, a whole star? Cause that's what you should be doing. Whole uh, star? Well, whole this star. Is a game, this is a game with a bunch of normies. So we gotta, you know, we gotta dial back on the monster girl posting. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get that white That's tequila. that is when that is when you get on your bullshit the strongest, my man. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. I don't, I don't this know. is this yeah. very unprincipled. Look, it made for good content. It was great. I don't know what you're complaining about. Jack I mean, the... it's it was good con in game content, but it's it's not as principled as it could be. No. You more, you All more, right, Jack, uh, we gotta introduce girl. cat. We gotta choose cat girls to to Star Wars. <laughs> cat girls, Star Wars. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm going to make one of the, I, I'm going to make that my uh, my priority. <laughs> oh yes, this is your Which homework. We'll report back on how this went. And this is everyone's homework. Uh, introduce <laughs> cat girls to your role playing game. See what happens. Yes. Or snake we, girls, we, or cowgirls, yeah. or something. Any any kind of a Volian monster girl. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we would like to hear stories. <laughs> Tell us about how. Tell monster us girls your are. best Volian <laughs> monster girl role playing game story in the comments below, please. Yes, yes, yeah. sounds good. All right. <laughs> and this is how we're gonna sort out the uh, the Hindi spam comments from the actual ones this time around. Bob's Vagine. Wait, the Hindi the Hindi's just gonna talk about their sacred cows and we'll think they're talking about whole stars. No, they always come on the they they come on the blog and they um they're very clearly running trying to start some scam because they're like, oh I it's my uh, Flames of War review articles and they'll be like oh the I see you are a man of of good character you you find that many other people look for this information <laughs> I appreciate greatly I'm like <laughs> or or and then the same guy will come back and comment. Article was very short. It did not have enough um, uh, it did not have enough content and very long article. Please look at blog for more advice on how to build better articles. I click on his blog. It's it's just in Hindi. Well, first of all, <laughs> never click on a link that's given to you by. Well, no, it, it was a, it was a WordPress <laughs> account with a WordPress blog associated with it, so it was like safe, okay. right? Like I'm not, dude. I'm not going to click on like the Nigerian scammer link, obviously. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. He's he's clicking on the Indian scammer. I'm Second, clicking. I like I like how your Indian accent like slowly changes towards Russian Chinese <laughs> as it went along. It, that, that's what Indians are, <laughs> Russian Chinese. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> wow. Okay. All I mean, right. He's not wrong. You, it's kind you of heard the it here first, is. folks. Indians <laughs> are just Russian Chinese. <laughs> Look, you, you click blog. We get Slurpee mix. It's it's good. T series. Beat PewDiePie. Your blog post <laughs> not have enough content. I appreciate that you put this information out there. Many people look for this information. I had to delete All right, now, now we gotta do now we gotta do like Indian Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next that's the next we'll work on that. We'll yeah, come we'll back we'll, to that. we'll uh yeah. we'll scientifically develop this in the Little Wars <laughs> lab, okay? And we'll we'll come back to you guys with uh yes. Little Wars Yoda. Although I think that um now that we're mm. talking about uh Indian Show feet you must <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Good. now that we're talking about uh, Indian Yoda, I think it's about time to, to call it a day. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. This has been uh, it's been a fun episode and a great time. Um, I I'm Mongoose Kikimura as always. Some you know this is Jack John. If you want to contact us, we can find our contact information in the bottom of this. Please do take a look at our blog and website littlewars.home.blog. And uh, you can find Jack on Twitter at at Jack Caronet, no spaces, no underscores, spelled the way it sounds. And uh, we two hope K's, to... not three. Yes, we hope to hear your great and wonderful Monster Girl stories in the comments. Uh, we'll see you guys later. See ya. See ya. See ya. <laughs> There's a classic. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Little Wars. For more traditional gaming autism, head over to littlewars.home.blog 
That's littlewars, all together, no spaces, dot home, dot blog. Have a great week, and many epic gamer moments. Thank you.